Bishop Gideon T.T. Fair, a man anointed by God to take the gospel to the marketplace, a pastor without walls, winning leaders from the world to the church, and developing leaders from the church to the world. And now, here is Bishop T.T. Fair with a pleasant word. Hello, viewers. My name is Reverend Dr. David Achampong, and this is the Pleasant Word Broadcast, brought to you by the Pleasant Place Church, the church with pleasant people. For the past two weeks, Bishop Gideon Titi Affair has been doing a series on the subject, Smart Husbands, Smart Wives, Smart Singles in a Smart World. The word smart used here is an acronym. The S stands for spirituality, the M stands for mindset, the A stands for attitude, the R stands for relationship, and the T stands for trust. So far, we have shown you the messages on spirituality and mindset. Today, we are showing you the last part on mindset, which deals with the seven sources of information to the mind. And these sources of information will make your marriages and relationships better. I believe that this message will be a blessing to you. So please stay at the comfort of your hopes and enjoy the message from the servant of the Lord, Bishop Gideon Titi Offer. God bless you. Marriage 360. The theme is smart husbands, smart wives, smart singles, in a smart world. And I've said to you that smart in this series is not a word, it's an acronym. It means spiritual, mindset, attitude, relationship, and trust. So far, I have looked at spiritual, the word spiritual, and we have discussed how your spiritual life can impact your marital life positively the impact of spirituality on your marriage we have discussed that and then last week we started looking at the second word for smart and that is mindset mindset last week I established that the Bible says in Proverbs 23 verse 7 that as, as a man thinketh so is he. So your mind has a lot of influence. You are a reflection of what occupies your mind. You are no different from what occupies your mind. I went on to define mindset as information stored in your mind that determines your beholding, your behaviors, and your belongings. Your beholding, the way you see things your behavior, the way that the things you see and how it affects the way you behave towards things or people and your belonging, your behavior will determine whether you will be accepted or not. I explained that. I went on to say that there are two types of mindset. Either you, are, you have a spiritual mindset or you have a carnal mindset. And I said that to be carnally minded according to Romans 8.6, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So if you want to put life into your marriage, marry with a spiritual mindset. If you want to kill your marriage, marry 
with a carnal mindset. Then I went on to establish that whether your mindset is spiritual or carnal is traceable to the kind of information you store in your mind. Then I said that there are seven sources of information to your mind. Out of the seven sources of information to your mind, I discussed two with you. Number one, experience. That your own experience and experiences of people around you will get you to form opinions in life. Either your experience will either make you better or bitter. If you store bitter experiences in your mind, you poison your life and you yourself, you act bitterly. If you store, if you allow your experiences to make you better, you store better information in your mind and you have better opinions. Then I went on to also establish the second source of information to your mind, which affects the way you behold things, the way you behave, and that also determines your belonging, is education. We actually focus on informal education. Informal education. The way uh, you observe things, the things you have observed. Your mother was the first woman, first wife. You observed your the way your mother married your father, and you, you, you are likely to almost behave like your mother. Or the way your father married your mother, you are almost likely to behave like that. Or the way you, you look at, if you're a woman, the first husband you saw was your father. And that's the same way you see your husband. If you were a man, the first wife you saw was your mother and you are likely to behave in a particular way, your wife, I see your wife, is your mother. Okay, today, we want to try and finish with the last five of the sources of information to your mind. Because next week, we are talking about attitude and I'll be dealing with the seven smart habits, the seven smart habits of highly successful couples. And it's something you must hear. It's mind-blowing. I want to share that with you. So I'm going to try to squeeze all these five, the rest of the seven sources of information to your mind. The third source of information to your mind is expectation. Expectation. I want to read a scripture from the Good News Translation. Proverbs 13 and the verse 12. Proverbs 13 and the verse 12. When hope is crushed, the heart is crushed. Wow. But when a wish comes true, fills you with joy. Wow. I love the Bible. I love the book of Proverbs. Everything you want is there. Is there. Wow. When hope is crushed. You see, hope simply defined is the constant expectation of the good. It's the constant expectation of the good. So we all get into marriages and relationships with certain amount of hope. An expectation of something good. When that expectation is crushed, you move into something we call the disappointed expectation mode. 
and people who are disappointed react very negatively. But when your expectations are met, your heart is full of joy. And you can see it. Amen. So here is it. People enter into marriages with all manner of expectations. And these expectations are, are, are opinions, things you are hoping to happen that has occupied your mind. And that's first the way you look at things. Some enter into marriage with the economic expectation. Lions will roar and eagles will soar at the International Pastors and Leaders Under 40 Summit, I Plus 40, from 1st to 6th May 2017, at the Pleasant Place Church, Spintus Road, Accra, Ghana, from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Speaker, Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, Apostle Apoku Onyina, Most Reverend Professor Emmanuel Asante, Bishop Charles Ajinasari, Apostle General Sam Crunchy Ankara, Bishop N.A. Takilboy, Bishop Dominic Alate, USA, Bishop Michael Hutton Wood, UK, Reverend Steve Mensah, Reverend Dr. Rob Dati, Canada, Pastor Wale Oludana, UK, Dr. Philip Ayi, UK, and the host, Bishop Gideon TTO Fair, theme, Outrunning Horses. Register for free at www.pastorsmentoringpastors.org or call 0263-888-333 for details. And in this case, because of the nature of our culture, where men are the breadwinners or are supposed to be breadwinners and they're supposed to, to take care of their family and take care of their wives. We have a lot of young ladies who really have economic expectations when they want to marry. Would this man be able to take care of me? Sometimes they even go beyond themselves and say, would this man be able to take care of my mother and father. But sometimes you have some lazy brothers who come around and say, yo, you want to marry my sister? Yo, we can't, what can you they use? You tell them you are using bicycle, the way they will beat you, eh? So, so you see, they, they, are, they are, people have those economic expectations. In fact, some parents can actually call their daughters. And genuinely tell them that, Akusia, you see the way we are suffering here. Don't go and bring any poor man. For some mothers would tell their daughters that I married your father. He was a poor man. My parents told me not to marry him. I did not listen to them. And now look at the way I have suffered. All my life, I have never enjoyed. So please, I beg you, when you are marrying, don't look for a poor man to marry. Well, sometimes that advice on the face is good because poverty is not attractive. Are you here? Poverty is not attractive. But the men too are smart. They know the girls are looking for rich men to marry. 
So they made themselves rich. At least they made themselves to appear rich. It is not every shoe a man is wearing today that belongs to that man. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey! Some of the brothers will be saying, Daddy, don't go there, don't go there, don't go there. Where you are going, don't go there. Don't mention the trousers, brother. The trousers too. <laughs> it is not. I'm telling you, you sister, you are sitting here, you are saying that this brother might be rich, oh. Look at his shoes. Every Sunday he changes his shoes. Every Sunday, sister, every Saturday evening, he makes a call and calls a friend who doesn't go to church. I cannot borrow one shoe. The next Sunday he calls another person, cannot borrow one shoe. Because they know that there are a lot of economic expectations from the sisters when it comes to marriage. And you, I love you, I want to marry you. You are thinking about economy and you want me to lose. You want me to lose you when I love you. I must meet your economic expectation. All the necklace and the shoes the brother bought and brought to you on your birthday. He hasn't paid you. So to assume that the brother has paid, he's a rich man, I'm telling you. Maybe disappointed. You have credited him. The last phone call when you were with him, that somebody was calling, he put the phone off. The creditor was calling for it. You couldn't say it in your presence. They are a group of five brothers. They all have one suit, one suit, one suit each. They have decided to go to five different churches. So they rotate the suits. But to think that that brother wears designer suits, so he's rich. Sister, you may be disappointed. They are also very lazy brothers who don't like working. And they are targeting rich sisters to marry. And in fact, they are, the, they are brothers who know vulnerable sisters. They get to a place, they have a job, they are settled, they have cars, but they don't have men in their lives. The brothers know that these women, you can easily get them to fall in love with you. So that when they even come, they won't tell you they love you. They will just pretend to be the caring man. Do everything for you. They don't work all. And when you are going to work, they will say, oh, can I come to your house? Whilst you are away, I will take care of the house for you. By the time you come back, you have even washed your clothes. Iron them. It's a long-term plan. Long-term plan. Hmm. And then, you don't fall in love with them or you admire them. So that when I see how women cannot make the difference between admiring somebody and being in love with a person. But they don't see it. Usually, you see, usually love has nothing to do with somebody doing something and so, so that, that's why I love the person. Love can be crazy. I've told you here, I still don't understand why mommy loved me. The first place. If I had met her today and she decides to fall in love with me, I'll still be surprised. But I won't be too surprised. My bishop, at least I have a church. I wear spectacles. I have nice bow tie. You, you, you get it? 
So I may be doubting, is he really, you know, in love with me or she admires something about me and all those things. That's why men become very successful in life and now it becomes very difficult for them to make a choice because you don't know why the person is choosing you. The telescope will make you see far. The microscope will make you see big. The periscope will make you see high. The endoscope will make you see deep. But your mind scope will let you see more. Be the guest of Ghana's high-impact contemporary preacher, Bishop Gideon Yofi Titi Ofe, at the Pleasant Place Church, Silverbird Cinema, Accra Mall, in a new series dubbed The Mind Scope. Starting Sunday, 9th April from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Admission is absolutely free. Call 0263-888-555. Mindscope. See more. Think more. Do more. Achieve more. And become more. But let me tell you something. I am not telling the sisters that don't weigh your financial options before you enter into marriage. But I'm, not, I'm, I'm asking you not for you to also base all your expectations in marriage on economics. Don't reduce marriage to economics because marriage is not a business transaction. It's not a profit-making venture. It's bigger than that. It's better than that. But at the same time, I do not also advise you to ignore the person's past. You see, every performance, every performance of a man, today whatever I'm doing is my performance. But my performance has a history and has a future. The history of my performance is called my past. The future of my performance is called my potential. If you focus on only my performance without looking at my past and my potential, you make a big mistake. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You will meet a man who is at one, point one in his life, point one in his life. Doesn't have money, hasn't made it big in life. But then you look at the man's history and you see that where the man has come from, at least point one is a great achievement. And then you look at it, the point one is not impressive outwardly, but historically it is impressive. And if this man can come from this place to get to point one, then I know where he can go to. Then point ten is possible. But you will also meet some people, they are in point five, but it's not impressive because they used to be in point twenty. How did they end up in point five? So it's not impressive. This man, if I marry him, will disturb me. Will ruin my life. Take away my joy. But this man, like a prodigal son, has made all the money. He started from point hundred. has come to point five. And the way I'm looking at him, in the next five years, he will be minus hundred. He's the opposite. Or his prodigal, he wastes opportunity, 
is opportunity waster, wealth waster, and everything. You meet a man who is telling you, I used to be rich, I used to do this. Look at the man's history and how he has managed his past. Don't be too impressed with a man's performance or be unimpressed with a man's performance. Take your time and study his history. It will tell you his potential. Make a decision. If you marry anybody based on the persons today, you might regret tomorrow. That is why, that is why, you see, counseling and things are very important. Don't meet people in church. I'll come and show you something. Don't just meet people in church and fall in love with them because they are close to the bishop or they sing in the choir or they are in the prayer warrior or they are somewhere there. Listen, marriage is a whole ministry. And when you are getting into it, that's the way I look at marriage. Marriage is a ministry. It's a ministry where God is using to raise godly family. So when you marry, when you marry, it's a small church. You are starting a small church called the home church. The man is the spiritual leader. The woman is the first congregation member. The children are the evangelism that you have won. You know, the fruit of your labor. You understand? And you are supposed to raise a godly family. All pastors who entered into ministry because of money, they mess up their life. Lions will roar and eagles will soar at the International Pastors and Leaders Under 40 Summit, I Plus 40, from 1st to 6th May 2017 at the Pleasant Place Church, Spintus Road, Accra, Ghana, from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Speaker, Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, Apostle Apoku Onyina, Most Reverend Professor Emmanuel Asante, Bishop Charles Ajinasari, Apostle General Sam Crunchy Ankara, Bishop N.A. Takiaboy, Bishop Dominic Alote, USA, Bishop Michael Hottonwood, UK, Reverend Steve Mensah, Reverend Dr. Ralph Date, Canada, Pastor Wale Oludana, UK, Dr. Philip Aye, UK, and the host, Bishop Gideon TTO Fair, theme, Outrunning Horses. Register for free at www.pastorsmentoringpastors.org or call 0263-888-333 for details. Their lies, they give false prophecies, they are greedy, and all those things. Every pastor, I didn't start preaching because of money. When I went to Bible school, nobody promised me salary. When I finished Bible school, nobody promised me salary. I didn't go to Bible school because of money. I, wasn't, I didn't come into ministry because of money. Never, never, but God has blessed me. Marriage is like church. It's a church. Jesus said that the same way he loves the church, that's the same way the man should love the wife. He says that he is the head of the church. The man is the head of the church. The, the, and the church is the bride. The woman is the bride. Are you here? Are you here? So marriage is not about building a big house. Looking for a man who has a big house or a nice car. You are looking for a man who, who you can build a home together, not a house together. Are you here? So for those of you 
who are, who are looking for men with houses, men with cars. Okay, the car may give you a right to a supermarket, but would the man give you a right to heaven? Will it give you a right to the, the joy, into joy and into happiness, into security? So the thing we call marriage is, is more than a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. That's when, when Adam saw his wife. He said, this is the flesh of my flesh and the bone of my bone. It's a spiritual language. Marriage is not a contract. It's a covenant. Marriage is not friendship. It's a family. So people will just say, eh, when I get to it and it doesn't work, I'll just get out. Hey, hey, we can't have that mindset. It's not try or lock. You know, try your luck. We had some balloon. Try your luck. <laughs> so you put money inside. You, you buy it. You open. You look at the number. So that you get big balloon. So that you get small balloon. Thank you for watching this message. I hope you were blessed by this message from Bishop Gideon Titi Offer. If you just watched this message and you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to invite Jesus Christ into your life and your life will never be the same. Just pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for saving my life. Thank you for dying for my sins. Today, I acknowledge my sins. Please forgive me all my sins and cleanse me by the blood of Jesus Christ. I invite you into my life and I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Holy Spirit, help me to live a life of holiness and purity for the Lord. Amen. If you just pray this prayer, you are born again. And I want to invite you to join Bishop Gideon Titi Affair for two main services on every Sunday. The first service is at the World Trade Center behind the British Council, and it starts from 7.30 a.m. And then the second service is in our main church auditorium off the Spintex Road, Basket Bastor, opposite the Unibank. Please, if you need counseling or prayer, kindly call the numbers on your screen now. Our pastors are ready to pray with you and to take you through counseling. Once again, thank you for watching this program. We hope you make a date with us next week and your life will never be the same. God richly bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the Pleasant Word Broadcast. We hope you have been blessed. Do join us every Sunday for two services. Our early morning Pleasant Word Express at the World Trade Center Accra behind the British Council from 7.30 to 9.30 and from 9 a.m. to 11.30 at the Pleasant Place, the church with pleasant people off the Spintex Road and your life will never be the same again. Pleasant Word, the Word of God deliciously served.